At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. What up, what up? It's your boy Vigo Sachi. This is The Investor Show, and you're checking in with the investor genius, Prince Dykes. Let's get it. You're now tuned in to The Investor Show, where we teach simple wealth creation for the common investors. With investment advisor, award-winning author, international speaker, and founder of Royal Financial Investment Group, Prince Dykes. Once again, guys, this is The Investor Show. As always, this is your host, Prince Dykes, come all the way live from the Beautiful state of Hawaii, right here in Honolulu. On this, um, as you guys can see, I don't know what the title is going to be or the description or anything like this, but it's something I'm starting. I'm getting real natural callers to call in, tell me their issues. And and the reason why I started this is because people, um, I notice I get a lot of inboxes, I get a lot of emails, I get a lot of, you know, comments, but a lot of the questions are kind of the same. So I said, hey, you know, that's why I like to answer my emails live. That's why I like to uh, bring people on and talk live because someone else out there, maybe it may not be today, tomorrow, next year, they got the same exact situation. So when they can hear someone talk about this, they could, you know, hopefully it may be beneficial to them as well. But as always, like I always say, I don't have a lot of time and I definitely know you guys don't have a lot of time. So we're going to jump straight into it. So today, I have a live call on the line, calling all the way from the Bay Area in California. Glad to see we got to reach out there from California. Last week, it was Houston, Texas. Today, we got the Bay in the house in Oakland, California. Thank you guys for the tremendous support. He sent me a, I saw a comment. I can't remember what video it was on. It was one of the videos. Uh, he made a comment. He said, hey, I, I had a, you know, I just had a son, six months old. I'm looking to invest with him. What would you do? What would, what would be your recommendations and stuff like that? First of all, I'm honored when anybody drops a comment. I'm honored by every viewer, and I'm most definitely honored to see someone uh, get interested in, in something that's boring, is investing, and want to do it for the child. That's what it's all about, you know. That's really changing the world. Uh, but anyway, I know you guys don't want to hear my voice all day. Got the special call on the line. Mr. Keith Reynolds, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing outstanding. I'm saying your name right, right, Keith Reynolds? Yes, that's right. Yeah. All right, all right, okay. Because I, I don't butch a lot of names on air, and you know, people are like, man, that's not even my name. I'm like, um, you know, I'm from Georgia originally, man. I, you know, I'm from the way, the best. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, definitely. How did you find out about me? Oh man, uh, actually, uh, who man? I feel like two years ago. You know, I started. I went to college and, you know, I started making a little more money and then I kind of found, I'm like, man, I want to retire one day. I'm like, I need to start figuring out what I'm going to do with my pay, you know? And then I remember I read this article that said, you know, most 
Americans make like $50,000 per household. And I'm sitting there like, man, I make like double that myself. I need to start, you know, doing something with that, you know. And uh, I started looking on the Internet. And the first thing, I opened a TD Ameritrade account, and I looked up how to buy a share stock. And then you had a video. And then um, I just started looking at your videos, man. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And I, I looked at your videos. I looked at Dr. Boyce Walker's videos and stuff, too. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate your videos because they're very specific in uh, how to do things. Like, I'm a science guy. So when I mm-hmm. someone just told me exactly what I need, oh, this is what you're supposed to do, I appreciate that a lot. So I, I tend to watch your video, every video you pretty much post. So oh, definitely. Oh, definitely appreciate it. You know, and you know, uh, the reason why I make the videos like that is because if you're just trying to figure out how to open up your TD Ameritrade account, I don't want to hear about all this other stuff, man. Just get to the point, you know. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. why, you know, what doing my trademark is I don't have a lot of time. I definitely know you guys don't because you click on this video, you're like, I just want to know how to how to buy this stock or how to sell it. I just want this tutorial. You know, if somebody want to hear a long drag dot conversation, they can check out the podcast or they can check out an interview or any other one of my lives or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that uh, my videos are um, helping you out um, and helping people out and stuff like that. I just seen your name pop up a lot, you know, here and there. And I was just like, man, you know, um, I got to do something for a key. And you know what? I gave away a book one time and I think you were supposed to be the winner. Uh-huh. and it was like, but your name, I was on live, but when I got off the live, your name didn't carry over. Oh, okay. It didn't show up in the comments box. So, oh. uh, and then, you know, you know, of course, somebody else jumped in there, and I'm kind of like, well, I swear I saw, where did, where did his name go? I thought I saw his yeah, name I mean, on there. Oh, I'll probably be yeah. I'm on every, every time you're on live or something, I'm listening, man. Even if I'm in my work truck, you know, I just kind of listen to it through the speakers, and you know, you definitely. get some good knowledge, man. I really appreciate it too. Definitely. Do you do you have you ever checked out the podcast? Yeah, I checked out the podcast. Um, I think the last one I didn't watch. The uh, the, the very last one I haven't seen that one yet. But the, oh, uh, I checked out the others. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Definitely, definitely. I did. I did look at the low income caller that, but that was a good one. That was really good. Oh, you liked that one? Yeah, that was good, man. I think yeah, you gave got- it. Yeah, that one was a good, uh, you know, but it, those are real, you know, like people like you, you're a real person, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, people would make the comment like, man, your, your podcast, you know, I've been rocking with you from the beginning and you go on Hollywood, you got all these different, you know, different type of people and you going here and going there. But at the end of the day, I know it wasn't those people that makes the show. What makes the show are people like you, right? Oh, that- you got questions and you got issues and I always want to keep that grassroots, uh, mentality right that's where mm-hmm. i come from you know it mm-hmm. wasn't the berkshires and all these other people that made this show what it was if it were for guys like you i never would have made it to berkshire right or to budget yeah, and to stuff like that so but anyway you know i know we're getting a little bit off topic a little bit but uh tell us what are you calling about i'm calling because like i said like you said earlier i just had a son uh, he just turned seven months yesterday and I want to I, thank you. And I, I created a savings account for him. Um, and I was kind of deciding what should I do with that money. And I know I mean I will know I want to invest. In it. And so I'm basically right now I want to open a TD Ameritrade account and start investing. 
Uh, the first mm-hmm. thing I don't know what to try to do a four the four fifty seven or the four five twenty nine I think it is uh, investment account. Um, or should I just do a strict, you know, just a, a custodial based account? Okay. Yeah, brokerage account, and I just invest it myself. And then uh, on top of that, something that kind of parlays off of that, should I kind of focus on ETFs or should I focus on mutual funds? I mean, this is an account he's going to have for like 18 to 20 years without being touched at all. So, okay. you know, I don't know what strategy would be best. You know, like I said, I'm more of a, you know, I'm not really too of a risky guy, so you know. Okay. With that being said, I don't know which you know which way to go. All right. So from here, you speak on that, right? You know, everybody who listens to me knows how my step process goes. So first, first off, yeah, congratulations on your son. What's his name? His name is Keith as well. So Keith Herbert Reynolds III. Oh, Keith. Okay. All right. The third in the house. All right. Nothing wrong with that. But one of the things that 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 you said, you have a. Uh, so you have a seven-month-old son. So now I'm automatically going to assume that you are a long-term investor. You want to put money to the side that you are going to, uh, you know, money to the side that you can use over over a year from now. You want to go 18, I'm guessing, right, 20, 30, you know, young man age, which is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you're telling me you're a long-term investor. The mm-hmm. second thing you just noticed, you say, hey, I'm I, I'm not trying to get risky. I'm not trying to get, you know, I don't want to wake up tomorrow and I have nothing. And, you know, I'm not trying to get too risky. But I want to, you know, I understand there's risk involved with investing, right? Yes, so you do, I would say that you're a moderate risk taker. Um, and the last thing that I'm hearing is that you are, uh, um, the last thing that I'm hearing is that you, you're saying, hey, I make pretty good money. And I have money that I want to invest for my son. First, I want to commend you on thinking of your son because it's a lot of people that don't think about this until the child is in the 11th grade or in the 12th grade or in the 10th grade when they get a scholarship and they're like, oh, crap, you know, what am I going to get $40,000 from or where am I going to get twenty thirty, whatever? How can I help my child, right? So that's good that you're thinking about it. Now, you mentioned 529 plans. What are the pros and cons of a 529 plan? For the listeners out there, that's a college savings plan, right? It's pretty much government or state-backed, right? Uh, like you have out in, like, California has its own 529 plan. The pros of a 529 plan is the tax breaks. For a prime example, you put money in there, you can open one up for your child, you can invest into it, you know, regularly, and once they get to the age, you know, 18, 19, or whatever the case they want to go to college, they can use that money tax-free for qualified government plans, right? Now, the thing of it, the thing to think of, you know, the cons of that is as your child gets older, let's say he doesn't want to go to college. Say if you kind of realize your son is a freaking amazing musician or he's excellent with computers or he's whatever the case may be where he wants to start his own business. And he says, Dad, you save this money to the side. I would like to use this money to start a business or whatever the case may be. Or when they say qualified government, uh, let's say the school, he, he says, hey, I don't want to go to school. I want to become a real estate agent and get into real estate. I just want to get a certificate in this and use my hands or whatever the case may be. Then he could be penalized for that, right? If you don't use a qualified plan, you could be faced with a 10% penalty and stuff like that. That's what I don't like about it. Because... Okay. 18, 20 years from now, I'm like, I don't want no red tape around my money, 
right? No, I mean, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. I, I might not. I might not be here. And now you're telling me he has to go to school, and if it doesn't qualify for this, and you know, blah blah. The tax break is amazing. It's good. Then you're telling me that. Now, the second thing I don't like about a five two nine plan is when you invest in your money, it don't really tell you what your money is investing in, right? It's like, oh, your money is invested in age based or this fund, or like, okay, what is that fund? What is it? Is it you know what does that fund consist of? It was moderate, aggressive. I don't want to hear that. I want to know is it, is it what is exactly is it? You know, because sometimes if you think like I do, I want to say, hey, I want to go purchase my son Nike stock. I want to purchase my son Under Armour stock. I want to get him an ETF. I want to get him this mutual fund. So I'm a little bit. That's just my mentality. I like to be able to have a little bit more say so on where the investments go. So that's mm-hmm. another thing I don't like about the 529 plan. The government tax uh, break is, you know, you put the money in. You don't have to pay taxes on the earnings or anything if you use it, you know, theoretically for your college fund, which could be amazing. Your money grows and you don't have to pay tax on it. It's tax-free. And if your child doesn't use it, let's say, you know, this is your first child? Yes. Okay. So it's your first child. Let's say if you have another one and, you know, your son don't want to use it. And now he, you can pass it on to somebody else, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pass, you can pass it on to another child. He's like, you know, say if he goes off to the NBA or something or whatever, or he got his own company, whatever he decides to do, you can say he's not using. You can pass it to another sibling, someone else in the family. Okay. So that's another benefit of it. Um, but to me, for example, let's look at the negative side. I have my son Wesley, right? Let's say yeah. Wesley grows up. And he doesn't make good life decisions. And he goes off to prison, right? Mm -hmm. Now I Mm -hmm. have this money there. He's my only son. Now you're going to tell me I got to pay a 10% tax penalty and I got to pay all these penalties and I got to pay all these taxes on money that I put back over all these years because now I'm not using it for government. I'm like, well, you know what? You know, I don't want to give it to him because he's not making good decisions. He's on drugs. He's whatever the case may be. Not that I'm trying mm-hmm. to speak negativity on them. I'm just being realistic. Realistic, it, yeah. you know, it could it could happen. So yeah, if it know. does happen, you, you just never know. You know, I try my best to raise him and do everything, but you just never know. Let's say if he grows, I'm like, no, I do not. He, he's not going to college. I don't want to give him this money. I just want my money back, right? I can go on vacation or something with this money. Oh, I can put this in my own account. Now you mean to tell me now I got to pay a ten percent penalty? Now I got to pay all these taxes on this money? for me trying to do something right by my child. I don't like that red tape. That's just me yeah. personal. So, you know, that's the pros and the cons of a 529. Now, you could do something like you, you hinted on earlier, starting an account with TD Ameritrade, and you can open up a custodian account for your child. You can open up, you know, right now, I think I have an earned income to get an IRA, which, you know, as your son gets older, he gets an earned income. An IRA is another good one. And the, the positive about a custodian account is once you open it, you put money into it, you can dictate. You can go buy that ETF. Um, another fee, another factor that I, well, we're going to hit into that later. You can dictate exactly where your money goes. You can be like, you know what, I'm in the Bay Area. You're right there in the Silicon Valley hub. You know everything about technology. You, you, you may hear about something new coming up. You may hear that, you know what, Facebook is doing amazing. And I want to invest into Facebook. Can you do that with a 529? No. 
right? But mm-hmm. if you got your own custodian account, you can be like, you know what, let me go get 10 shares of Facebook for my son. Mm-hmm. Or every day, like your son, when he grow up, you know, like most kids are, they're going to recognize the McDonald's arch, right? <laughs> and yeah. every time they ride by, Daddy, McDonald's, McDonald's. And you're like, man, you know what, every Friday at the tour, I'm getting a McDonald's, I'm buying PlayStations, I'm buying Xbox, I'm buying this. I want to invest into Microsoft. I want to invest into Google for my son, Amazon for my son. You can dictate what you can do exactly in that custodian account. That's the facet that I like. Right? You can build your mm-hmm. own portfolio. Now, the second facet that uh, the, the 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 downside to that is the taxes. You don't get that tax break at the end. You know, like once oh. you go to take out once you go to take out your money. The government is going to be like, all right, Mr. Reynolds is making good money out here in Oakland. Uh, he wants to do this and do that. But the thing about it is that's something that I will worry a little bit more down the line of how to get your money out, right? Because once you invest that money, if you're using it for school or qualified plans, it's ways to be able to get around that to, okay. to be able to use it for your child. Like, hey, I'm just trying to pay tuition out of his IRA, out of his custodian mm-hmm. account, right? That's mm-hmm. something that you could, you know, manage yourself. Another thing is fees are at a minimum. Fees. When you mm-hmm. spoke about, should I get an ETF? Should I get a mutual fund? Ask yourself, have you ever purchased an ETF or a mutual fund yet, Mr. Reynolds? Oh, yeah. I have. I have a few. I kind of focus on the Vanguard ETF. Mm-hmm. I try to buy a share of that a month at least. And then I know that uh, with the uh, mutual fund. They're doing very good. I mean, it's like 11, I mean, I get about average like 11% on that one. So, I mean, that's, you know, when you, when you factor in all the purchases, it's about 11.9%. So, I mean, that's pretty good. And, yeah, you know, then I have uh-huh. the the mutual funds, I have those too. Those are actually not doing that bad either. But like you said, the fees are way higher on those yearly. I mean, you're getting like a percent. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it, why are the fees higher on the mutual fund than the ETF? Uh, I remember you talking about the uh, the mutual fund is actively managed, so the person is going to uh, take a higher fee. The ETF is kind of just a industry uh, like a conglomerate of industry uh, businesses, like top five hundred and uh, the Vanguard's top five hundred companies in the in the world, essentially. Because you know it, it boils down to active passive. The ETF is passive, mm-hmm. right? It's not. It's not trying to beat the market. It's not. It's just tracking. Whereas an active fund manager, right? You told me you said that. So uh, the the mutual fund is actively managed. That's why somebody takes a higher fee. I don't care about you taking a higher fee if you give me higher returns. But you told me you're having more success with the ETF over the mutual fund. Yeah, definitely. Is that true? It's a different yeah, it's probably double the percentage. I'm, uh, you know, I get. You know, I'm probably like six mutual fund. Now you only get you getting six six and a half with the mutual fund. You're getting with the ETF from Vanguard. What got you into purchasing the ETFs? You, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know what an ETF was, man. Um, and then I saw you doing the videos. I'm like, I was buying individual stocks, man, and I wasn't doing great. I'm, you know, some of them were bad. Some of them, the worst I ever bought was Obama and Twitter. But mm-hmm. that's another story. Oh, so you uh, didn't you didn't watch my obviously you didn't watch my video on the Armor versus Nike. It's probably like man. a year old. That's why. See, yeah, I bought it too. I bought it like I just bought it, man. I, and then I looked at this. I was like, oh shoot, man. 
That was a, you saw my video? It's been, a, it's been a drag, man. It's been such a drag on me. But I, and I don't want to sell it because I'm like I don't want to lose yet. But I'm getting close to him, like losing. But um, I saw your video about ETS. I'm like, oh, it's changed for this song. Where are those? So then I started researching them, and I'm like, oh man, that's the that's kind of that's me, me like you said, me being a moderate guy. That's more of my speed to go that way, where I'm getting a collection of things instead of just trying to diversify myself. Uh, let let the market diversify for me. So that's kind of that was my more my speed. So you did see my Under Armour video. Yeah. Well, after I bought the after I bought it, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. So I bought it. It went up, bro. It went up like I bought three shares, and yeah. those three shares I made like forty dollars a piece at one point. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hold it, and I should have sold it. I should have <laughs> sold it, and it went down. Now <laughs> it's just. Now it's just it's down so far. I mean, it's just it's amazing how much it fell in that amount of time, man. Like it's crazy. Now the thing about it was when I made that video on the armor versus Nike, you know how much black I call for that? Nah, man. People were mad about that. You you were telling yeah, the truth. At that time, Under Armour. If you look at that video, Under Armour was at like eighty something dollars. That's I bought it early and it was high. I was like, oh man, this is going up. It was at eighty. This is when Under Armour is skyrocketing. Nike is just kind of sitting there. Under Armour is skyrocketing. Under Armour is just like the hot thing. Stephen Curry, he's doing the crossover. You know, he's doing the jab step and shooting up the threes. The Curry comes out. All these deals. And I just was like, hey, man, I think this, because you got to think about this video. That video is like a year or two old, Mm. you know. And I compared it to, I was like, man, why is this stock this high? I said, it looked like a bunch of gas to me. I had people that had relatives from Under Armour. You know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. We can't really do great things. We're this. And now they're calling me a jeans. I was like, you're a jeans now, man. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm picking a stock. I'm like, why is this stock this high? Let's look at the numbers. Forget all the commercials. Forget what the media is putting out. Forget, you know, I love Under Armour. You look at my videos, you see me in Under Armour all the time. So yeah, I, I love, do. you know, I love the brand, but I don't love the stock. Yeah, you know, man, it's, people it's call me. I, I think this is the hot thing. I said, hey, I just looked at the numbers, but I don't want to get off the top, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't want to get off the top. But but you know that that's good. You know, I'm, I'm glad I was able to help somebody out there uh, with mm-hmm. you know making a better financial decision, and you know giving 11 percent return. Because think about it. What other, if you don't invest, what else are you going to do with the money? Sit in the bank and get, I mean, um, my money market account, I was getting like 0.003% interest on. I was like, what is this? And that's what exactly. that really got me. And I saw you start watching you, and I saw that. I'm like, dude, I'm like, even if I lose a percent on this money a year, I mean, it's better than just sitting in here giving the money to do whatever they do with, and I get nothing <laughs> in return, you know? <laughs> Exactly. So think about it. You know, if you don't, you have to invest because every day you get up, Keith, you're going to Walmart, you're going to Target, you're watching TV, you're paying cable, you're buying clothes, you're participating in the economy. You're just not getting, you're not benefiting from the economy. You're participating, but you're not benefiting. You're buying stuff, you're doing this, you're doing that. And when it boils down to it, guess what? All that, when you go into Walmart and you pay $500 for whatever you're going to buy, you walk out of that store, you know within two to three months every day, it's like a car. You know it's depreciating in value. You know it is. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. so some people are like, well, I don't invest because I don't want to lose. It's like, well, you're losing anyway. Definitely. Right? Yeah. You're yeah. losing anyway. You, you, you're you guaranteed to lose on this end. At least I have a dog in the fight, right? So some people mm-hmm. be like, well, you know, if I invest, I want to get a million. It ain't about making a million dollars. It's like, okay, listen, like you just said, you set your money market account. That is one of the high uh, interest rate barriers. Your checking account yeah. pretty much gets you nothing. You go a level above that. Your savings account, it's a little bit higher than nothing. Then you go to a money market account, which is a tad bit higher a little or nothing. Then you go to a CD, which is you get a little something, but it ain't much. You know, inflation is 3% a year. 3% average inflation rate is growing every year. If your money is not doing 3% or better, you're losing every year. Okay. But the thing, you, you don't think about it because you don't see it. You know, you're kind of like, well, I look in my account, I still got the same $1,000. But when you go to the store, you don't know the gas prices went up a little bit. The you $10,000 a day don't have the same power it had five years ago. Oh, definitely not. I mean, $10,000 so, a day, 50 in the Bay Area, man. <laughs> yeah. If you went 10 years ago, you probably would have been able to make a little noise. Yes. Yeah. Now, today, it's like, that's cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. So. That's what I mean by being having the ability to be able to. Uh, that's what I mean. But you, you have to be able to keep up with inflation or match it. Now, when you look at the world of investing, your money is only going to three areas: either you're going to get into real estate, you're going to get in some facet of the stock market, or you're going to get in some way of business. That's it. If yeah. there's another way of investing, anybody that know you, you you call and inbox me and email me and say, "Hey, Prince, you're wrong. You do all this other stuff, right?" So this is why um, you have to get into it. So with real estate, some people may not have the credit. You know, it takes a large commitment. You might be in the Bay Area today, but you might decide to move to Seattle. So some people may not have the capital. They may not have the credit. They may not have the, the uh, you know, it takes a little while. You got to get a real estate agent. You got to do a little research versus the stock market. Somebody could have $500. Hey, I only got $200 left over a month to invest. You can do it. You know, with a hundred dollars a month, you can do it, right? But you don't have to have great credit and this and that to you. You don't need ten percent down. So that's why. And, and people are like, well, I don't trust the stock market. I think it's a scam. I think it's a bunch of crooks or whatever. But it's like, okay, well, I don't care about what emotions are. Let's look at history. Let's look at numbers. What has consistently beat inflation over the last one hundred years, right? And yeah. in two thousand eight. When that market went down, what else went down? Oh, how the market? Everything went down. <laughs> Every that is the heartbeat of the economy. Your IRA went down. Your four hundred one k went down. Uh, everybody started laying off. Everybody started bankrupting. Housing market went down. Everybody went down. The only thing that went up at that time was commodities like gold, like it will again. Yeah. Hard metals, silver, and gold. Those things will go up again with the. People are going to look for safe ways. That's just natural how the market works. But anyway, I want to go off topic again. But I'm glad. So people may be like, well, 11%, that ain't nothing. Well, well, you show me where you got 2% last year. Yeah, 11% mm-hmm. for me, I mean, that's a, especially for just starting. And I'm not, you know, I don't have an uh, investor's background. So I'm just beginning to buy some ETFs, some, some uh, cheap oil stocks here and there, some other stuff like that. To get 11%, I mean, that's pretty good, you know. 
And you think about it, when people try to go in and individually pick stocks, only the elite of the elite, people follow people on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, those people are only going to show you what they're winning. They're not showing you their losses. You know, they're not, they're, 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 oh man, look what I made. I show, when I take a loss, I'll tell you. I think, man, you know, this ain't all peaches and cream. It's a bad side to this if you jump into this. And just think about it. If anybody can open up a laptop and just make money, we'll all be doing it. Oh, so, and you're seeing it right in front of your eyes. Your ETF is outperforming your mutual fund. Your mutual fund is actively managed by professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your mutual fund is actively managed by professionals. Your ETF is not, right? Mm-hmm. And you are doubling your return off of the mutual fund. And do you know what type of mutual fund you got? You know the stock symbol of it? Uh, yeah, let me get a message right now. Uh, it, Pull it up it, right now. Uh, let me look. Let me get it for you. Oh, shoot. Right, log on in and give it to me so I could uh, see if I can look it up. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, it's NC. One second, one second. I know I asked for it, but I ain't even ready. I'm logging in. <laughs> one second. All right, what is it again? Uh, NCFTX. FTX. 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 So that is NCFTX. No, P as in Paul, X. Oh, okay. PX. Not okay. P. Okay, New Central International. Mm-hmm. And then the other was. Um, okay, so they don't. All right, I could have to look up this one on TD Ameritrade. Yeah. What, what's the other one? The other one that's doing okay is uh, R as in Robert, B as in Boy, C as in Cat, G as in Go, uh-huh. X. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Reynolds Blue Chip Growth. All right. Yeah. So last name, so I bought it. <laughs> that's why I know when I saw it say Reynolds, I was like, he was like, I like this. Now, what is the expenses on this one? How much did you pay in a month on this one? I mean, what is the expense on this? On the Reynolds, I believe the uh the management fee is one percent. Okay. Now let's let me let me look at Reynolds and Tell you, and they're doing pretty good. How long has this mutual fund been around? Oh, it's been around for a while. It's been around since 2000. So what we're going to do now, since its inception in 1991, Reynolds has not outperformed the S&P 500 in five years. Hmm. Reynolds has not outperformed the S&P fund in one year. Mm-hmm. In three years, in five years, in ten years, it's about the same as the S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. And since its inception back in nineteen ninety one, when it started, it has not outperformed the S and P five hundred. S and P five hundred has outperformed your mutual fund by two hundred percent. Oh wow! And by two hundred percent since um since nineteen ninety one, the S and P five hundred is up over five hundred percent. 
Reynolds is up over, it's about 300%. Mm. So now, on top of that, your mutual fund, your fees is 1.86. So it's almost 2%. Now you're saying, okay, friends, I I ain't worried about it. Let me show you how 2% add up. Um, Let's go to portfolio. We're going to look at, let's go to Snapchat. Move this out of my screen. Let's look at. All right, so you're paying one point eight per eight one point eight six in this mutual fund. How long have you had it? Oh man, maybe I say a year and a half. Huh? Okay, how much you put into it? Um, I put in uh four hundred fifty bucks so far. For uh, do you put it on a consistent basis, or you just buy it one time and just leave it? Um, for that one, I bought it, uh, over a six month period I put it in and then I stopped, I just, just stopped putting it in and I just start focusing on it, on it, the Vanguard, the VOO symbol, okay. uh, ETF. And Vanguard, you out there hearing me, y'all need to start paying me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Cause yeah, you, you definitely put me on phone. So I didn't even know if they existed. Yeah. A lot of people don't until, uh, but I, when I learn, I give stuff out. You know, E-Trade know I exist. They watch my videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, we're going to do this. We're going to walk you down a real-world scenario, right? So, if you – let's say if you decided, hey, I want to get this Reynolds growth. This is – I've never heard of this company, Mutual Fund. This is what I was mm-hmm. told. He, hey, I like it with my last name. We're going to let you know how fees add up, right? Okay. Now, let's say if realistically, if you open up a Mutual Fund – how much you think you'll probably start with? Like, you know, five hundred dollars uh, for my son. Be like, yeah, it'd be about five hundred bucks. Yeah, they'd be like, all right, here we go. We're gonna give us the baby rentals, five hundred bucks. And then, how much you think you'll probably add them off for baby rentals? Probably add anywhere between one hundred and twenty-five to two hundred dollars a month. It says you did two hundred. Added two hundred dollars a month, and you did this for let's say seventeen years. Because he's going to be 18 in 17 years, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Let's do 18 years. You know, he'd be 18, 18 and a half at a time. Now, out of that 18 years, number one, you're not outperforming the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much it will cost you in fees with VU over that 18 years, with the numbers you just gave me? No. It will cost you. It will cost you twenty two dollars. Oh, do you okay. now? Do you how much will take a guess on how much rentals will cost you? Man, if that's twenty two dollars, I would say, man, two or three hundred dollars, maybe maybe more. Right here in front of you, I'm gonna screenshot mm-hmm. it too. Is nine hundred and sixteen dollars and ninety three cents. Oh man. Yeah. So VU is going to charge you $22 over this 18-year span, estimated market return of 5%, and it's outperforming your rentals, right? Yeah. Put it on the chart. I put rentals up. When you told me I put it in, I I laid the S&P 500 over it. Now it's underperforming the S&P 500. I can't even do the math. How much more are you paying in fees, 22 versus 96? You're paying nine hundred and forty. 
You paying nine hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Nine hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. So I said, how much you in percentage wise? How much more are you paying? Whoa. Ah man, that's ten twenty. Ugh. You paying I don't know, man. That's a lot. That's You're paying over oh, like four thousand percent higher. Yeah, four thousand, forty five yeah, forty five hundred percent, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> 4,000% higher. That's equivalent to me paying a dollar for something. You paying $4,000 for something. Dang. Right? Yeah. Uh, That's how fees add up. That's why people are rich on Wall Street. Wow. That's, that's a, that is a, that's a good illustration of. <laughs> now, <laughs> inside of rentals, this mutual fund that you have, it has six hundred. It has sixty, sixty, pretty much seventy million dollars in assets, mm-hmm. and it's been around since uh, eighty eight. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, inside of it, guess what it's tracking? It has Amazon, Apple. Um, it has Amazon, Apple, Google, Tesla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things are already in your vote. Yeah, so the top five hundred companies. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're already in your booth. Yeah. You already you already invested into those companies for a whole lot less. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus you are paying somebody. You put money in. The, I know it got your last name and it sounds cool and stuff like that. But these are facts, right? This plus, is just one mutual. Plus, this ain't. This is just one mutual fund. I didn't even get to the other one. Yeah. Plus, Boo is giving me a, a dividend too. I just noticed that. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's getting a dividend that you can enroll into the drip program and have reinvested. Yeah. How much is what's Reynolds dividend? Yeah, I don't see one. <laughs> Tell you why you don't see one because it ain't one. I'm looking right at it. It's yeah. zero. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. zero. Reynolds has a 491 percent turnover rate in its portfolio. What that means is how often somebody is buying and selling. Look at the buying and selling out. That's why those fees are probably so high because they're buying and selling, trying to match and beat the market that they're failing at. Mm. You looking at it in your portfolio, Voot, which one is performing better? Oh, Vanguard is definitely performing better, man. Like, oh, it's probably double so, right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean to tell me Vanguard is doubling your performance on rentals, but rentals is charging you 4,000% more? Yeah, that's yeah. You put it in that hey. perspective, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just looking at the numbers. That's why I like finance because I'm just looking at the numbers. I'm not lying about the numbers. This is what you told me. I didn't set mm-hmm. this call up. We didn't. Hey, this is what you said, right? Yeah. So man. this is what you're looking at. This is what you have. Right. The companies that are in the portfolio, you got some Tesla, you got Facebook, you got Netflix. You already got that in Vu. Yeah. You got Apple in here, you got Tesla in here, you got Costco's, you know, inside of this mutual fund and rentals grow. And guess what? It ain't outperforming the S P five hundred. See, I never it broke it down like this, man. I never broke it down like this and I kinda feel uh not ashamed, but I feel like I should have, especially me being a, like you know being involved in like science field. I should have took a different approach to purchasing it than just uh, my last name 
but I was kind of excited <laughs> to buy stuff. <laughs> but you know, hey, that that's a good thing, man, because you know what? You did the smart way because first of all, you took the step that most people would have never took. I don't know enough. I'm not doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second yeah. thing was you change your mindset. You found YouTube channels, you found podcasts and Facebooks and Twitters and Instagram to go back and check on stuff, right? Yeah. So when you look at this stuff, you know, that's what you know, like people are Facebook is negative, my YouTube is negative. And no, it's it's the people that you're following is negative. The stuff mm-hmm. that you're following is negative. You can subscribe to whatever you want by but by subscribing to channels and downloading these type of podcasts, you was able to grow your way or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah. telling you what to do. I'm not advising you like, nah, man, go get this mutual fund or go get this ETF. I'm not being paid by Vanguard, ETF. I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm just looking at what's real. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? No, this definitely. is what I see. Within, I'm no, definitely if I because, find something better, you know. Yeah, if I didn't, I I didn't, if I didn't have room, man, I, it would be definitely worse because uh, I did at first <laughs> buy that. You know, because some people... You look at some people's YouTube, they'll say, oh, you should have this percentage of this, this percentage of that, you know. So that's why I was kind of like, on the compliance, I have to go buy some mutual funds because I should have this percentage of mutual funds in my, you know, portfolio. But when you break it down with the fees and, you know, you see the performance, you know, it kind of doesn't make sense to do that. If, it, if it's not performing then, at a rate. And then think about it. Your rule has got five. Your ETF that attracts the S&P 500. There's other ETFs that do it. But guess what? You already got the top 500 companies in there. How much more diversification do you need? That's true. No, you're right. Then look at it. Your mutual fund is tracking stuff that's already in the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. If you was going to go buy a car, and I was selling you the car for $500, somebody down the street charging you 5000 and it's just like you just went down the street and got it for 5000 And we yeah. got the same, you know, nobody would do that. But yeah. people would do that in finance who just don't know. You know, yeah. that's why I like to have this podcast. You know, I'm going to put this up on the channel as well so people could sit back and listen to it. I can lead the horse to water. I can have the information out there, but if they don't want to listen to it, then, hey, that's on you. Right, yeah, right. You're right. But, yeah. you know, that's why I put this stuff out there because had I taken care of this through email, had I taken care of this through uh, an email or, or maybe a phone call, somebody else out there is how many Keith Reynolds you think are out there? Oh, there's a lot, man. I know it's a lot of people, you know, friends of mine that I try to give them advice with the knowledge that I do have, you know, because like you said earlier, there's three different ways, you know. And those other two ways I'm also investing. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel that's going to be more my diversification. And that's why I was like, I'm going to focus on the ETF, you know. Uh, yeah. But then especially you now know. with this conversation, that's definitely going to be the, <laughs> you know, the way to go. <laughs> you know, these are hard facts. Now, I'm not saying, yeah. oh, this is all you need is the index. But guess what? You are, when you buy that uh, ETF like that, that tracks the SM, when you got that index, you're going to beat 95% of investors out there. Mm-hmm. And you watch my show, and you see my show. You see some of the type of guests I have on. Mm-hmm. And the guests that I have on, these are not somebody's cousins. You know, these are people that are like hedge fund managers. You know, Berkshire Hathaway. You know, from London, 
Tokyo, the financial hubs of the world, right? Always look at the source of information, you know, because everybody out there got something, but look at the source. You know, mm-hmm. I go directly to the, I go to Wall Street. <laughs> you know, I'll go to Wall Street. I'll go to Goldman Sachs. You know, those are the type of people that I want to be around. I want to listen to. I want to see what mm-hmm. they're doing. And I bring that down to regular people like you. Like, hey, man, I got a guy, I got a job. I just had a son. I'm out here making good money. I want to find something better to do with that. And, you know, what happens is people learn one asset. Right. They weren't they weren't one little thing. And they started to tell other people not knowing that, hey, I know it's a ton of stuff that I don't know. But that's why I read books every day. And when I read books, I give book reviews. Um, I interview people. I sit down with them behind the scenes. I travel and go learn this stuff. And I do that so I could learn more and more every day. Two or three years or months down the line, something new or something else I find out that might be better than the ETF. Guess what? I'm going to tell people. Yeah. So that's the thing. But we, I know we kind of still have a topic, but it all kind of correlates back to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So now when you're investing for your son, had you not taken that first step and started investing, you would have never discovered this stuff. You know what I mean? No, I wouldn't have. No. There's been an education at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You were, but had you not doing you like, hey, you know what? You know, it's, it's like, you know, I've been through that, you know. Like uh, Jay-Z said, Ho went through that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you're doing for yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you know, Dad did that. You know, I made these mistakes, but I'm going to set my son up better than I set myself up. Because I've been through the mood swings. I, I uh, jumped into, like, you know, you went out here and bought a bunch of stocks you probably knew nothing about. I did, man. They're just sitting in my portfolio now, and I <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why it happened, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you working right there near near Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You on YouTube watching me, but you didn't listen to Google. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you 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 right there by the Googles and the Facebooks and all that good stuff like that. But and Apple and all these companies like, you know, Microsoft, you're right there by them. But you went off and brought something that you knew nothing about. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because I did. People are thinking, I just come up with this stuff. Just, I, just, I, I went through those things. You know, I spent years and years at it. I went through, I'm sitting here on Facebook every day, but I'm trying to study something out of China that I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about a Bitcoin, but guess what? I'm just going to jump straight to it and look right over the companies that I know. It. I'm watching Netflix every night. You know what I mean? I'm, I want to take my son to Disney. I'm watching ESPN and, you know, I'm I'm going to Walmart every single day. Or I'm on Amazon shopping every day, getting the next deal. But I'm also studying about this new thing out of Australia that I put my money in. Or, you know, a couple months ago, the hot thing was marijuana stocks. Everybody was all over marijuana stocks. Yep. I where, saw that. Where did those, like, where those people go? Yeah, that's because, like you said, I mean, you, when, you, when you talked about that, I mean, that was like, I was like, that's right, you know. Uh, trying to buy into those kind of things there's no there's no leader in the industry so it's like why would I invest in <laughs> exactly Is, now when I said that at the height of the marijuana craze I caught so much backlash you know what you're talking about you know, blah, blah, I know this coming over here I'm like okay now here we are in August where's all that talk at yeah I know a guy he lost $600 man I know stuff man <laughs> 
If you got to think about it, marijuana had done that two years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on things that I have seen and went through, right? I put a lot of time into this, and I, you know, I said, hey, I don't know everything. I've done that. I've done it, and I see people going through. You kind of like, hey, man, I wouldn't even do it this whole time while you digging in trying to figure out this marijuana stock that you know nothing about. Facebook done double, Amazon done double, Google done double. You know, Nike just keep trucking away. Uh, Starbucks, all your coworkers are drinking Starbucks. You meeting up with people at Starbucks. It's just trucking away. All these McDonald's, you driving by one every two minutes. <laughs> and yeah. you just look over those companies and you're worried about a marijuana stock out of the middle of Colorado that you never heard of. <laughs> That's true. It, it's, 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 you know, I, I, I have a load of stuff. You know, like you said, I bump my head at the beginning, right? And you mm -hmm. start learning, like, you overthink stuff, that's when you lose. When you try to, oh, I'm trying to get into certain times, this certain stock. For me, you know, especially being the kind of investor I am, I'm trying to monitor my buy, I'm a hold, I'm a collect them over time, like, you know, like playing cards, essentially. Uh -huh. It's kind of like, that's when I lose, man. When I'm trying to overthink it, just instead of, hey, let me get this VOL and just call it that. <laughs> exactly. Now you you logging in, looking at the boo, like, dang, man, that's doing pretty. <laughs> and it's giving me a deal. <laughs> then I'm getting dividends. And, you know, I just listened to this goofy looking dude on YouTube. He told me this, and, you know, and everybody jumped on the Armour train. And then they turned mm. around and looked at, now they're saying, hey, man, look at Under Armour. Now, mm. when I put that at about Under Armour and Nike, that's documented. That's that was years ago, you know. You yeah, and people, oh, you you idiot, man, you crazy. They about to come out with the Curry tools. They just signed this person. I'm like, that's good. That's good for press. I'm looking at the numbers, man. I'm looking at the raw numbers. Like this don't match with the price that they're getting right now. Now is the time I may go buy me some underarm. Yeah, because it's real low, I mean? man. It's so far <laughs> down. I mean, I lost so much. You know, but think about it, right? Because you have people on Wall Street every day trying to pick stocks, pick, 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 pick this, pick this, and they are privileged. They are privileged to so much information. They're privileged to people consider research by going on Google, reading some from Wall Street Journal, reading some from Bloomberg, which is most of that stuff is fake news. That's what they consider research. Mm -hmm. These people that are at the highest level, they got connections to the actual company. You notice. Everybody on Wall Street usually come from Harvard or Stanford yeah. or Google. So let's say me and you went to college together at Stanford. I work on Wall Street. You work at Google now. You some mm -hmm. high up person because went, we went to Harvard together. You don't think I can just call you and be like, hey, man, listen, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. It's that social capital, <laughs> you know, that's it. That. <laughs> that social it's, capital. Exactly. Yeah. Then this is a billion dollar hedge fund. You don't think that we're gonna break you off something to let us know when something's going crazy? Mm -hmm. These yeah. are not people who got a hundred dollars on the line, a thousand dollars on the line, or even millions. They got billions on the line. So they're gonna be. They know they are privileged to information. But you have some people who sit in mom's basement reading press releases, thinking they know more than the people who work at the company. They're behind the yeah, behind the scenes. <laughs> They were here laughing like this guy's an idiot, right? Yeah. But you know the people that I had, like a uh, large Crowder, he's a, a huge hedge fund manager in, in the UK. You know, he met Harvard graduate. He graduated cum laude. He's been on the show. I think I put a one interview with him 
Um, I, I have another one just hadn't came. I got a lot of interviews I sit on that I just haven't gotten out yet. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, he sent me his latest book, right? He autographed, he signed, he wrote me a letter. And he, in his letter, he said, your followers are very fortunate to have you, <laughs> you know. And he found me through, just like you found me. He found me through YouTube. And this guy is huge in the financial industry. Uh, and he's way out of London. So that lets me know that's a good pat on the back to let me know I'm on the right track. I'm doing something, you know, right or whatnot. You but, are, uh, man. Like I said, like you're clear and concise about strategies, man. You know, some like you know, you get a lot of people. You know, just because I was on this like investing, uh, this financial kind of uh, pilgrimage, I would call it. You know, and I was like, oh, I got to find all this information. I want to get all this information and uh, condense it. And I find out a lot of people are vague about strategies. They'll say go invest, right? Or they'll say uh-huh. go be diversified, but they won't break down what that is. And that is for for a lamest person like me, that mm-hmm. is the most important part, like you said, like those details and that's something you do and that's that's rare here, to be honest. Yeah, some people like, hey man, you didn't make videos with all these I don't have I got a webcam. I don't have no three four cameras, you know. I just got a TV show here in Hawaii, a local TV mm-hmm. show that I do it once a week. But mm-hmm. I don't have all these cameras and lights and flashy stuff. I just got a webcam, you know. Mm-hmm. And all the way, uh, I just got a webcam. And I just be like, hey, man, people don't want to hear all that fluffy stuff. They don't care about all your lights and your cameras and your glitz. They just want to know, where do I get started? How do I get started? What do you mm-hmm. think about this? What do you think about that? And I go out and I get the best financial minds that they would never have access to and bring them to speak to them. Mm-hmm. You know? So you be like, you ain't got to listen to me. You know? You can listen to these particular people. Then I'm always self-educating. I, I got formally educated, self-educated mm-hmm. myself, and that's what I try to do. I know we go out talk too much. You know, I, I talk a lot. So, you know, I got wrote up a lot as a kid for talking, and it's ironic that I have a talk show because yeah. that's what I just love to do. Well, it worked out. <laughs> so, it worked out the right way, then, huh? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm tell my principal, like, all the times y'all wrote me up, all those times y'all said I was talking out of turn, I was talking to, you know, now people pay me to talk. <laughs> you know, it worked out, you know. And it's not just, and that's one thing about my channel. I don't have anything entertaining. You know, I don't uh, try to go in, you know, I mean, I'm a goofy looking dude, but I don't have like no crazy antics or nothing like that to make it entertaining. It's just straight knowledge, it's education, and it's info. And just, just, just to make it off of info or whatnot. And even all the way down to, uh, I just left uh, Warren Buffett's meeting two weeks ago. Not two weeks ago, but two months ago, I think it was in May, something like that, two months ago, and for them to allow me to come there, you know, that was uh, a great look, and, you know, they liked what I was doing. They liked the books. They liked what I was putting out, and, you know, they invited me, mailed stuff to my house, and said, hey, come up. So, and then the other big thing, they invited me back to come back next year. So, if everything yeah. goes well, I'll be, I'll be back in the building next year, so... Uh, I enjoy it because you guys get to hear and see stuff like that. You know, a lot of people don't perfect their craft, you know, and that's one yeah. thing that I try to do is to perfect my craft. I get around and try to do what I can do to get around and learn from the best minds in the business. So, and uh, and it's just an honor when they return their love. I learned real quick it's a difference between knowing people and people knowing you. Because. <laughs> 
And you come and you be like, hey, would you do this for me? They be like, brother, I don't know you like that. You're like, what? I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a picture with you, man, and everything. Man, so for them to, when somebody knows you, they'll do something for you. They'll let you come to Berkshire and get this exclusive content. And, you know, and to, uh, I, yeah. when I was at Berkshire, it was, I was up in there with a cell phone. <laughs> and yeah. everybody, you know. I had a cell phone and a little camera carrying my own stuff. You know, you're talking about Wall Street Journal, CNN, and Morningstar, all these huge financial conglomerates had all these lights, cameras, and crews, and there I was by myself. But I got in, you know, all I wanted was the opportunity, and they gave me an opportunity, and, you know, that's all I uh, wanted and whatnot. Became the first ever independent outlet that Berkshire ever allowed. So, and. But I think that's what people appreciate that. You, your content is approachable, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not uh it's not like, oh man, I can't even this is just so much that it's it's so high level that I can't even uh, mm-hmm. take it in, you know. So uh-huh. I think that's yeah, so I think that's, you know, important too. Yeah, people are like, Well what what does it got to do with me? <laughs> I go, Okay. Mm-hmm. Um this how does this affect me? But Back to the point, right? You're saying you got your son. So now that you've seen that, you know, you kind of look at your, your mutual fund and you compare them to ETFs and you're looking at the fees now and you see how fees add up. Like when I told you, I was like, hey, you're like 1%, 1.86. That, that's cool. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you saw the number, you're like, whoa, hold up, man. Over years, <laughs> that's not going to happen now. <laughs> this, this, this is not the, you know, especially when. This growth fund and this ETF are kind of, you know, almost tracking the same thing. I'm I'm just paying double for something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, getting it for your son, going for an investment for your son. Like you can, like if you get that five two nine, you got the tax breaks. But for what I've seen, I looked into California zone. It doesn't seem to. It's not too hands on. And then the fees are there. The fees are mm-hmm. like point four four. The fees mm-hmm. are about. 500, 600, it's more than that. Let me do it for you right now. They're like 400 and something percent higher or more than that. You know, about a thousand percent higher in fees compared to VU. But they're just like, oh, let us manage it for your child. We got this plan and this plan and this plan. I'm like, what's in the plan? And half the times we open up those plans, those plans are filled with mutual funds, you know, or uh, or whatnot. And the fees, mm-hmm. they're not high fees. They're just higher than the VU, right? The S&P 500 is a benchmark of finance. If you're not beating it, then – and then when I'm looking at – when I looked at the 529 plans and I compared it to the S&P 500, they still don't beat the, – the S&P 500 is a smidget higher. But mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why are your fees this much higher? I might as yeah, well, but the thing, but, yeah. yeah, but the, the the good part about it is the tax breaks at the end. So you have to see which one is important to you. Hey, the possible tax breaks, or if I invest myself, um, these things are not. They're pretty much on par, and or they're they're on par, or they're just right below, you know, mutual uh, the ETF, the, the S and P five hundred, and in some mutual funds, about ten percent of mutual funds beat the S and P five hundred. But look at the fees, one. Two, mm-hmm. 
you're looking in the rearview mirror. They did that for this year, that year, but are they going to be able to do that in the future? Yeah, over so a long period want, of time. Yeah, over a long period of time. Is he going to keep doing it? Yeah, you you know, you had a good little run. You can go in there and do something, have a good little run, but over a consistent, like if you play Michael Jordan in 100 games, you're probably going to get one. <laughs> you know, yeah. you you might eventually get a shot off, or you you might get a good move out of 100, you know. But going forward, would you want to take that, you know, um, that um, that approach? And you you got to look at it that way too. So that's how I look at the mutual fund industry. I did a video call. I sold all my mutual funds, and this is why because that was the first thing I brought when I came to the market mutual funds. That's it. It's a good way to diversify, spread your money out. Okay, all right. Well, I ain't trying to pick no individual stocks. Boom. And I'm not just saying just because now you and I would advise you for your son. You know, mm-hmm. to look into get him an index, right? Get him an ETF, you know, open him up an account and get him an ETF. And when he has an ETF, as he grow older and he, he loves sports, you know, you, you make it fun. Y'all invest together. Y'all sit down and like, hey, you know what? You, you like these cereal. Let's flip this box over and see who owns this company. And now we're going to buy you some General Mills. And once we buy you this General Mills, we're going to do this and do that and do that, right? Okay. So, you know, make it so he's understanding at a young age, too. He feels, though, wow, I'm investing. And, uh, Dad, what about who owns this company? And, Dad, who's done this or whatnot? You know? Mm-hmm. He to get that but, mentality. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you can automatically yeah, he get that mentality to where he wants to invest. And when he gets to your age, he's not out there trying to figure out and learn. learn. It makes it fun. He's like, Dad, you know what? All right, son, what you going to invest in this? Well, you know, let's do Microsoft, but let's do this. And as you get older, then you can introduce him into real estate and then to business. Another thing is I would advise get your son an insurance policy right away. Oh, definitely. Right. Perfect, perfect. You know, um, I don't know if you got a a term or a whole life. Me personally, I with term policies, they're cheaper. But term policies are good. Most of them, the longest I've seen terms are like 30 years. But, yeah. you know, usually you don't want to become 30 years old and then have a heart issue. Let's say you're 25 and you have a heart issue. As soon as that policy run out, you're going to go through hell and back trying to get a new policy. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's going to want to insure you. Like the, the the last one you heard on the podcast with a guy, he was a trucker. And he mm-hmm. was like, I got a heart condition. And, you know, I'm going through that now. I can't really get insurance because I'm waiting on a heart transplant. So. Yeah. That's one thing I don't like about terms, but it's a new one. You may want to write this down and look into it called Index Universal Life Policies. Uh, yes, they, they protect you for your whole life. And what they do is they are a little bit more, they're like a whole life policy. They are a whole life policy, essentially. But what happens is your cash value in your account, it tracks the mm-hmm. index. It tracks the S&P 500. So now, not only now your son has a life insurance policy, he also has an investment vehicle that's also tax free. So now you put your money there. Now your son, he's he he has a whole life policy. So what happened in my situation was my son, you know, my son Wesley, he's six now. Uh, mm-hmm. When he was four, he got diagnosed with autism, right? Mm-hmm. When he, I think it was three or four. So when we went to go get insurance for him, you know, a lot of insurance companies turned him down because of that, right? So the case is, I'm using my personal situation to say, hey, if you get it right away, because you don't never know what may happen to your son. Mm-hmm. 
you never know if he develops something. Let's say if they, you know, God forbid, is this a hole in his heart? Is this a, he has cancer or he had anything wrong? You know, he had he, uh, autism. Anything can happen to him, right? And you don't want to have it where I, I got a term policy. Now he's 30. It's done. Now he pretty much got to go through hell and back to try to find somebody to insure him. Versus if you give him an index universal life or something like that, a whole life, by the time he's your age, the, the policy is paid off. And he has a large cash value. Mm. That's, that's awesome. Exactly. Now he has a cash value that he can borrow against and use and start a business or go to school that'll be tax free to him because it's a insurance policy. So now he's yeah. covered on insurance, he's covered on life. So that may be something you may want to look into. The thing I like about that one is I had a whole life policy in the past, but the cash value just sat there. It was like in a savings account. It pretty much didn't do anything. But with the index universal life, I picked how much I wanted to put in every month. They told me what, you know, what my death benefit would be. And then they're like, hey, uh, on top of this, the cash value that you have left over, it's going to track the index. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's smart. Yeah. It's called index universal life policy, IULs. Uh, may want to look into that. You know, I'm not telling you you got to go get one, but you can look into that and talk to an uh, insurance agent in your area or, you know, some uh, a licensed insurance agent. And, you know, I'm a licensed insurance agent myself. So, you know, I don't practice in the industry. I went and got the license because I wanted the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? I have my Series yeah. 65, Series 63 license. I don't use them, but I went and got them for the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, and then I went and intern. I went and intern, and that's how I discovered it. <laughs> As I was interning, yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa, hold up, and like this is pretty cool. Like this is really uh, this is like this is really existing. Like yes, this is how it happened. And the only risk to that is you you have to qualify. Like mm-hmm. I told you, I wanted I wanted to get it for my son, but he didn't qualify because of his uh, mm-hmm. history. Versus you know. Anybody call any you know a seven month old baby, pretty much anybody take that that deal. You yeah, know? that was it was confusing. Like you know when you first start getting life insurance, right? Even for me and my wife, it was like I don't know what you know. I had all these different plans, and you know, so I didn't yeah. even know about this. So I'm gonna look into that one too. They're looking into that one because uh, now the fees on it are higher, mm-hmm. but I don't care about fees when I look at the return. Mm-hmm. You don't care about paying a thousand dollars when somebody's bringing you back four thousand. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know when I look at Index Universal Life, and this is this is the cool, the deeper part about it, is it has a cap on it, right? It has a cap that you cannot make more than four hundred four fourteen percent from the S and P five hundred. That's the cap. It matches okay. the index, right? But this is the cool part: is if the market crashes, you get none of the loss. Mm. Mm. That's a good, yeah, that's a good trade-off. So it's like, hey, we're going to cap you out at 14. So sometimes the market's done 35%. But like, hey, out of that 35, you're only going to get 14. But the market sinks of all 08 happens and it goes down 50%. You, we're going to bottom you out at zero. Your floor is zero. Your cap is, you know, X, Y, Z. So you get the ups. None of, you get You get all the ups, but none of the downs. So... When somebody's doing that, they have to be able to charge fees to be able to compensate. So mm-hmm. they're going to look at a seven-month-old baby. They're going to be like, hey, he's going to be around 
you know, for 50, 60 years, that's a steady income for them, an insurance company. Mm-hmm. So now your son has a death benefit, and he's because right now with your VOO, everything is looking good, but I guarantee you another economical downturn will happen. Yeah, right? that's what happens. Yeah. And when, but, you know, when you see that, stay the course. Keep investing, right? And it's easier said than done, but just keep investing. I came into the market in 08. Um, and I wish, you know, I had got mutual funds and I didn't know I was just jumping out on the limb. And then when I always started to happen, I'm like, man, this stuff is a scam. Let me get my money out of here. Dumbest decision mm-hmm. I made. But one of the smartest decisions I made, one guy was like, Hey, you know, use your 401k and invest into this and blah, blah. And I did it. And, you know, had, I had great returns from it. But I wish I would have stayed the course back then and kept investing. You know, I went and pulled up that statement. I'm like, I ain't pull it all out, did I? Did I leave a little bit? Y'all sure yeah. I got it? <laughs> I ain't leave a couple of shares. But like, nah, you, you told us you wanted to cancel. I was like, dang. But I just didn't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> you scared. And think about it. I just had, um, um, just you know, if you get the chance to check out my TV show, the first episode I did was with Yahoo Finance Chief uh, is uh, chief editor, right? Mm-hmm. Andy Sorry. Andy Sorry, he worked for Fortune. He was the chief editor of Yahoo, uh, for Fortune magazine for like 30 years. And mm-hmm. he's been with Yahoo now for three years. And he was at Berkshire. He's the one, he, he does all the elite interviews. He does the Buffets, Bill Gates, the, you know, anybody that's on the elite level of finance, those are the people that he sits down and talks to, right? And mm-hmm. when he was on my show, he said, you know, when OA happened, you know, he said Buffett was investing like crazy, but I was scared. You know, I was like, and I, and I was just kind of like, man, this guy's a seasoned investor, and he he was scared. So he, he says, easier said than done. You know, that was something he said on the show. I thought was pretty shocking. So even when that boot comes, to like you know, North Korea launches a missile and we go into World War Three or whatever, you just gotta keep sticking with it because yeah. at, at at the end of the day, when I saw the government lay off people just to get that stock market back up. Mm-hmm. I knew that's where I wanted to be. <laughs> I was like, yeah. if they're willing to lay people off, they're willing to cut the military back, they're willing to rob, kill, and steal just to get this market back up, this is where I need to be at. Yeah, that's, no, that's the priority. <laughs> that's the problem. I'm like, what? I mean, where else are they doing this at? You know? So, and, uh, I mean, so let's stay, stay the course with that. Look at the insurance, you know, because think about terms. They're cheap. You can get some very cheap for your child, but, you know, most loan terms don't go to 30. Now your son is 30 years old and, and he something happened to him or he developed something. Now insurance companies may not want to cover him. Mm. Now all that money you put in 30 years, where did it go? What you got to show it's for not, it? Yeah, it's just poof. Yeah. Thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, but, you know, look at that, man. Look into that. They have a lot of them have living benefits, uh, whereas if you was to lose your job or if you was to get found with cancer or uh, a sickness where you couldn't work, a lot of them had living benefits, too. So look into living benefits on an IUL and something like that, because a lot of them, they'll they'll give you the upside, uh, but they won't protect the downside. I, I heard about it first through Tony Robbins' first book. Seven ways, I think it's seven ways to master money. I heard about it there. But when I did an internship at Guardian Financial Wealth Management out of Austin, Texas, that's when I saw it in real life. And I said, man, this is where I want to, you know, 
I said, this is, I need to do this. So me and my wife, we uh, have policies because, you know, I'm actually due to military. I've been in the military now 14 and a half years. Okay. So, mm-hmm, been in the military 14 and a half years. And yeah, you know, yeah, we already got a policy. We good, but I'm not going to be in the military forever. No. So, <laughs> I'm not going to be here forever. So, it's it's been great to me. I got a lot of education and able to travel the world and see things and meet a lot of people. But I know I'm preparing for my next life. Uh um, yeah, I so, figured that's why you were in Hawaii. I'm like, he must be military. He must be in the military yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all be down here. I'm getting ready to leave Hawaii soon, so moving to uh, Denver, Colorado. So, oh. but um, yeah, but but having those policies, man, you know, that's something you may want to look into for your son as well. Because you know, okay. people be like, man, for for fifteen dollars, you can cover your child, but it's only good for thirty years. The insurance company, that's how the game is set up. That's what Buffett makes majority of his money. Did you know that Buffett owns Geico? No, I don't know. He owns Geico. So oh. that's what it that's the cash flow. Every month you pay your insurance, right? Mm-hmm. That's the cash flow for me to go invest. You know oh. what I'm saying? He yeah. may take so all that insurance money that you're paying, they're gonna take that because they're gonna it's a bet. I'm betting you're gonna live. You are betting you're gonna die. An uh, insurance company is only going to insure somebody they think is going to live that they can make money from. They're like, oh, a seven-month-old uh, healthy baby, we can insure him easy. You know, like, okay, my son already has insurance. You know, my job covers him and stuff like that, right? I'm mm-hmm. good on insurance. But I know I need an investment vehicle for him, you know, that, mm-hmm. like, okay, I want him to have something past me. So... All they're gonna do, they're gonna look at a oh, seven month old baby, thirty uh, for thirty uh, months. I mean, for thirty years, he pays twenty dollars a month. They're gonna do the math and say, okay, that's gonna be a cash flow for us. We're gonna take this money and go build a mall, <laughs> right? Because think about it. Yeah. How long you been paying insurance? Your car, your house, renter's insurance, car insurance. Health insurance, mm. this type of insurance. Why do you think they provide this stuff? But Buffett owns Geico. Wow. I saw it with my own eyes. Geico was there. Dairy Queen was there. Some of those people in the interviews, it was those were the CEOs of those companies. Wow, that's smart. So I, I think about that. But before he purchased Geico, that's where he got his money, his cash flow. A lot of his cash flow came from insurance, the insurance business. So now all these people pay you insurance, you go build a skyscraper and you rent out the, the the rooms. Or you go build a mall, or you go build so a lot of things are in cahoots with each other. He takes the insurance money, go and buy Dairy Queen. hmm So everybody's in kind of like cahoots with each other. So the insurance company, they look at it as like, hey, a baby, are we gonna bet he's gonna be alive at the age of at the age of 30, it's all science. It's all uh, quantitative. Uh, I don't know your education level, but, you know, it's all statistics. What is the likelihood of this? They already done, done it. A little boy, he has a 95% chance of living to the age of 30. So they're taking that bet on you. They say, in this case, only 5% of kids like this die. So they're taking a 95% chance of winning that you're going to pay that cash flow. And they're going to take that cash flow and go somewhere else with it. If they don't think, they think the odds are against them, they won't insure you. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, ah, this dude got a heart problem, 40 years old. I don't know about that one. No. Seven-month-old healthy baby? Yes. So 
that, that's how the game is set up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Where you and think about it, the reason how you know they go together. Name me one financial institution that doesn't provide insurance. No, that's true. Yeah, you're right. They all they all have some kind of form of insurance. Or some Big kind of exactly. So what you're saying is like it's starting to come, you know, come around. I'm like, ah, okay. Because that's, that's how they get the cash flow doing do their investments and. Yep. When I was getting my Series 65 license, that's what opened my eyes to a lot. And that's why I went and got my insurance license. So I could just learn and see how everything was set up and um, uh, go to. Because Berkshire Buffett, his team is only 20 people from him down. That's it, 20 20 people. They cleared $223 billion last year. 20 people from him all the way down. And eight of those people are officers. So it's like 10 people that run his whole office. So, and, uh, to be able to meet those people and stuff like that and to just be around them and absorb knowledge and to sit in here Warren Buffett talk for eight hours, you know? And, you know, um, that was uh, an experience I never forget. And, um, you know, but uh, it was, you know, and, and being there, I don't know if you got a chance to watch that documentary, but Bill Gacy was there as well. Everybody else was there as well. well but yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of athletes was there, um, stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's something to think about as well to, to look at it as far as your, your, your son as well, to look at investing for him in the future. Um, you know, because think about it, those 529 plans, look at the expenses on them. I looked them up last night because I knew he was from California. So I was like, okay, well, he's from California, California. There's about 0.44, right? for the zero to four age. But when you look at it, when I look at their performance, they're right on par or they're a little bit below the S&P 500. Yeah, so, so the fees aren't worth it. You're not, you know, if you're not giving me that much more than, than yeah, that. Yeah, you're right below. But the only thing they have to help hang over your head is tax benefits. Yeah, like you said, there's ways to get around that. If I have yeah, like yeah. different areas. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, just because of the tax laws now, they're going to change. So who knows what they'll be in 18 to 20 years. And then when I look at what they're investing in, it's not really, it's like, oh, it's going to be aggressive and it's going to be like, what is it? Like, what is this? What is in the portfolio? I couldn't see that. So, you know, that's the way I would look at it with your son, man, give him some insurance early at a young age that's going to last him for his whole life. Don't, you know, I'm not a big fan, even though term is very cheap, whole life. is. But, you know, universal means you pick the payment. You say, hey, I got 200 bucks a month. And they would take that 200 bucks a month and they would say, okay, with 200 bucks a month, this will cover him for 800, you know, a quarter million in death benefit. Mm-hmm. And with that, they could, they'll draw it out on the chart. They'll say, due to historic returns, about 7%, this is what this child would have at this age and this age and this age and this age and stuff like that. So it's a great, it could turn into an insurance policy also an investment vehicle. And when I, when I was interning, all the clients were millionaires. And I was fortunate enough that, you know, they allowed me to sit in on the meetings. And when I sat in on the meetings, I saw what they was doing. So that's what, uh, and the number one thing that all those clients had in, 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 uh, the number one thing all the clients had in um, in common 
they all got an inheritance and they all had good jobs. All of yeah, them, somebody in their family died, they got $100,000, $200,000, and they had a good job that they was able to put 401k and to put money back. That was mm-hmm. the two common denominators between everybody. So I was like, man. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and you know, in our community, man, we just kind of like, I worked hard, you work hard. So, but yeah, um, I want to ramble on, but those are the things I would, those are the advice I would kind of give you to look forward to, man, to say, hey, with your son, and the next step I would look at when he got a little bit older to look at his credit, to start to build credit for him, start to add his name to credit cards, to your credit card, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. and start to open up accounts in his name and add his name to your credit cards and stuff like that so that you can build credit for him in the future. So now when he's 18 or 20, he got a credit report. He's not walking out there with no credit. He's starting from the bottom. He got a credit report. He's already covered on the life insurance side of the house, and he has a little money put to the side that's invested for him, and that's the way I would say to go forward. Okay. All right, Keith. All right, man. All right, good, good information, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I was uh, able to help you out. You know, um, like down here, down here in Hawaii, I do TV and I do radio. And now, as soon as I get up the phone with you, I'm getting ready to go take a shower, and um, I'm doing like a book signing and some counseling over at this event. So I'll probably be on YouTube live later on. So um, I may do a little bit of live Facebook or something like that while I'm over at this event that I'm getting ready to head to. But um, okay. well, yeah, but out here, by here locally, I do a little iHeart and TV and you know YouTube podcasts, you know books, cartoons, all that goofy stuff. So, but yeah, uh, I, I hopefully that was able to help you. You know, I didn't mean to ramble on and stuff like that. No, but, man, this is good information, man. I'm gonna take a note on my surface, man. I'll be <laughs> taking a lot yeah, of notes. Definitely, definitely, man, definitely. And uh, um, I gotta get running. Um. Anything you want to say to anybody out there? Or I don't know how long we've been on this line, but yeah, we've been on here for a while. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, <laughs> no, man, I just yeah. want to tell you I appreciate all you do, man. It's like, you know, it's helped me a lot. And it's like, especially you taking time out of day to day to help me and give me mm-hmm. information. And I feel I feel more prepared to move forward. So I really appreciate that. Man. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. As I learn, I keep uh, adding stuff out there and, you know, uh, thank you for the support, man. Thank you for tuning in and uh, watching the Investor Show, downloading and subscribing. Those are the things that allow me to go to the different things and stuff like that and uh, learn and become a, a sponge and to learn and put information out there. Definitely, right. man. I'm a kid. Keep spreading the word, man. appreciate you. Definitely. Appreciate it. All right, guys, this is the Investor Show. This is your host, Prince Dykes. Until the next podcast, video, cartoon, or whatever you see me do, goofy around the globe. Peace, be safe, I'm out. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Simple Investor Radio Show with author and investment advisor, Prince Dykes.